<laughs> Eva, we can't see you yet. Yeah, I'm oh, here. Here we go. I would ask if everyone would please put your attention on your center and make sure that it's moved with your own intention to your physical center. Now you click your clicker, make sure you have a grounding cord to the center of the earth, center of earth. Uh, please tell me at the count of three, the color of your grounding cord. One, two, three. Make sure you click one more time, have your own bubble of space. And if you'd like to join us in the space holding for this mage space, click a clicker one more time. You're creating a golden workspace cube that goes and includes all of us from around the world in this special mage space today. Thank you. Everybody take a deep breath, please. Are there any logistical things right now? Yes. I, am, I want to propose a third EHP dojo space in the morning German time on Thursdays at eight. Is anybody also in need of morning times? Because I just can't make three evenings in a week possible. Okay, that's enough. So I will post a Gabriela and Marcus. I will post a link. <clears throat> Thank you. What What about moving? Because it's it's great when there's just more people in the space. And so, what about moving the Saturday one to Thursday morning? Yeah, great. Yeah. Is that okay for everybody? I would have to check if it's going to be so soon in Brazil, because Saturday is the only day that I can do it. Okay, uh, well, we have to arrange. Yeah. We can move another one. One is Tuesday. One, two, one. Just instead of the Saturday one, let's move. Okay. Can you make that proposal? Yeah, so then, yeah, okay. The thing is, on Tuesday, it's like right the next day, yeah. and it's usually really useful. Yeah. I, I would leave it like that. So, so Eva, would you hold space for this Thursday? Yeah. Great. And somebody has to replace themselves for Tuesday. Yes. Who will hold space next Tuesday for the uh, HP Dojo? I will hold the space. And who okay. will hold the space for Saturday? It's Ava. Well, for Thursday. Okay. Oh, sorry. But it's been moved. So the Saturday one, the idea is the Saturday, we have two EHP dojos, one on Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. German mm -hmm. time, and the other one is Thursday morning. And then yeah. the one on Saturday would be eliminated. <clears throat> and Michelle say you have to talk about how you can get where, how you get into a, a dojo. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the same as well. Okay, I'll we'll check. Or is the resistance to move the Tuesday dojo to Thursday? 
Anchor's proposal was that the Tuesday is precious time because it's directly after today. You know, people are fresh into new spaces. Okay, then. Logistical thing, Thursday, like what time? I could do eight or 8.30 at the last. German time. German time, yeah. 8 a.m. Okay. Does that work? Doesn't work. Yes, yes, yes it works. And I'm not, I'm not sure if I join this Thursday because I don't know how I get on with with um, Angina, but in general, yeah. 8 or 8.30 works for me on Tuesday, right. on Thursday. So Eva, just decide the time and then post a link. And yeah. yeah. Great, thank you. This, Francis? This no. Uh, no, no, not only this Thursday. No, in general, no. I thought. It's permanent. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, for all the people in Brazil and Mexico and stuff, it's in the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. So the, the people that they would have to choose Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Great. Any other logistics? Or legal three. Okay. Well, either we make the proposal. I'd like this space to just be over. Right. So. It. Uh, it's. I'm just picking up. It might be better to leave all three. You know, add the Thursday morning. Leave the Saturday and Tuesday. Then the North American. Okay. I think we should, yeah. All right, so let's do that. Okay, so then Jill can <coughs> replace yourself for Saturday. Yeah, who wants to hold the space, the dojo Saturday? I can hold. Great. Thank you. Thank okay. you. All right, any other logistics? Okay. Yes, yes. I, I'm in the air road, I'm in the cafe, and I can fear about the noise for if we are in the breaking rooms. So you need a very good level of space. She's, there's noise behind her. Johanna, there's so much noise. Get very close to your microphone and we can hear you. Speak up. Yeah, I'm saying I'm in a cafe because my internet at home was very bad, very slow. And uh, so there's a lot of noise, so I won't be speaking so much. And I don't know if you fear about the breakout rooms. She feels fear about the breakout rooms. Okay, Do you, have, you don't have any headset? <clears throat> okay, all right then, that's how it is, thank you. All right, here we go. Is there some some report? Any other additional reports from during the week? What ex, anything about your experiments? Some new discoveries? Anything you'd like to share before we jump into the next thing? Marcus, you're going to say it. Yeah, it is that I noticed that since the fee club process we did it's the fear of possibility process a lot for me shifted and it seems really that i can i just can be more aware of the possibilities that 
that are like that basically that are and also in in connections with people i noticed that before i was often kind of yeah like tighter in my in my fear of we could go anywhere together and this is shifting right now so i'm i'm glad about that basically yeah yeah thank you great Uh, Marcus is referring to the Fear Club 2.0 process that happened that was a huge um, shift or an inspection, an experience of the fear of possibility, <clears throat> both imminent and overarching, <clears throat> meaning it has two levels, that the process has two levels, it's actually more of a lab uh, process, but it, we were just inventing it, and so she tried it out, and it worked amazing. So you can look forward to seeing that around. Thank you for sharing it, Marcus. And the the Fear Club still has two weeks. We have two sessions coming up, and it's still open. And just from the quality of attention, the quality of matrix, and of work that people have done in that space, we're just able to do processes that I've never been able to do in another fear club. So next week, for this first day is fear of living. And it, I think it will also be um, an informative, like a really, an, an, experiential, an experiential initiation into our fear of living. And which is different from the fear of possibility. So you can join, you can, you can join that. If you want. What are the logistics? And the logistics, I'll I'll post the you just I'll post the Telegram group link. You just click on it, you join the group. I'll post the Zoom link an hour before. And um, cost, which is ridiculous, is at 20 to 30 euros per it's a sliding scale between 20 and 30 euros per uh, yeah, per session. And this and the time is 7 p.m. the same time as the mage training. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Somebody else you. about your experiments last week, what's been happening? Um, so I have a lot of joy about uh, creating challenges. It's really a wonderful play. And I've been I kind of doing that all my life, but having this kind of this additional motivation for that and, and, and to really put my attention to it as this is a major challenge was really interesting and I, I'm curious how it lands. I've just posted the challenge for Anne Chloe and um, there was a lot of fear of trying to create a challenge for somebody with such matrix. So it was really interesting and thank you for that opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanna remind us that the, the challenges that we discover here in the maze training don't get turned off in the next week. So the whole for example, experiment of taking conversations down three levels, et cetera, et cetera. The other, the other please uh, encourage you to keep building up the sorts of interactions that you're having using uh, the additional, so it isn't like you stop at the end of the week, you just really keep going with, with those. I think you'll find that when they add together, they will come in different combinations that become really extraordinary when you start using them together. Thank you. I mean, I realize um, 
is about the challenge. I realize, especially starting yesterday, that most of my conversation are about giving challenges to people. And I, I remember uh, there's a woman called Natalia in Poland. And every time I said, let's have a call, she says, I feel so scared because you're just going to give me my next challenge. Yes. And like, I knew it. I knew it when the challenges come. And, and so I realized that either I give, it's like challenges or creating possibility, which in a way is very similar. And that when a conversation does not go in that direction, it, it actually goes into an ordinary direction because it, it ends up being a complaining space or an agreeing space, or it is not a discovery space or a transformational space. And, and I, just with that thought, I realized, okay, what if, what if as majors, we consider that our conversation are about that, that actually any, any of our communication will, would end up in new possibility or new challenges and where would we take our, our, our connection and communication if that was sort of where we wanted to go, where we wanted to go. And, and then the, 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 the trick, I don't know, the, the part that comes with that is how to create also necessity so that you're just not shooting possibility of uh, in the dark, that you're not telling people to change basically that you actually have to create the necessity that the possibility and the challenge has a place to land to actually create transformation. And I think that's the, the difference between, you know, in the first phase one of giving feedback, it's so amazing. We discover we can give feedback and we go around and just give feedback to everybody and, and realize that whatever, 90% of it doesn't work or get reaction or, um, whatever the result is. And then the, the step is, okay, well, there's also the step before is to create the necessity that that challenge or possibility can be used. I'd like to mention that in terms of creating necessity, there's a website with not much on it called Create Necessity, but there's, there's different, you can create necessity for yourself <clears throat> which is a lot different than trying to manipulate yourself. You know, people try to say, well, this would be good for me. I should do this. I must do this. I have to do this. Or the time, you know, I put it in my calendar. I have to do this. And you, or you make an appointment with somebody else and then you, to keep the appointment, it's necessary. And these are ways to use time and, and things to, to manipulate yourself, to create a kind of necessity. But there's a different kind of necessity that you can create for yourself, which one way is about feeling the pain of the thing the way that it is. It's really sinking into the awareness of, the, of the, what you're causing over there, what you're causing in your world. And that the pain itself is a necessity that will motivate change it's a that's what it's for i think and so that one way to do that is that's with yourself is to actually get inspired to, that something else completely different from that is possible right now and you can feel the pain of, of what you're causing already but there's another kind of creating necessity which is for other people or for a group <clears throat> and both of those work sort of the same way which is it's about asking the certain kinds of questions for people to become aware of 
simultaneously what is right now, like what's what they're creating right now, and what else is possible. And so we actually just had a meeting here in the writing house with a guest who's who's in a d tough situation, and and it was going, it was being glossed over. It's kind of like superficial. Oh, okay. And then the thing that created the necessity for, for diving deeper and actually facing into it was questions about wh what's up about this. Like, um, we're noticing that this is what's happening. Um, you're creating that, you're causing this. This is what's happening over here about you. And the question is, is are you sure you want to do that? Is that how you want it to go? And then all of a sudden you have put the poop on the table. You've put what's going on on the table and it gives you the chance there's the poop and that's the necessity and it's about asking questions it isn't about confrontation it isn't about you do this you do that you you have to stop this kind of thing again creates an external and not so powerful kind of necessity the necessity the powerful necessity comes from inside and then it comes from awareness and that comes from shock <clears throat> like shock or awareness or pain about how and, and what you have been creating. And you can ask those kinds of questions and bring it to the other person's attention. And then you back off and then you let them decide what, what they want to do next because then the necessity is over there. And this, this, this ability to create necessity over there for an individual or a partnership or an organization is a powerful mage tool. Yeah, one of the shifts that had happened also is that in the context of inviting this person into our space, we did not, we, we weren't clear about what the context was of her coming here, of the person coming here. And so we didn't have permission. We didn't have agreement for creating necessity. Did not. We did not. And so one, the, what shifted is that we actually shifted the context and said, we're giving ourselves permission. We're creating the context where that conversation is possible. And, and from that shift of context, I also realized that that's, that's a context that I walk with. And therefore, if people talk to me, they're giving me permission to, for transformation. You know, unless I'm talking to my family or I'm talking to a cashier, you know, something like that. But if somebody basically in my circle- Or child. Or, or child, yeah. In my circle wants to talk to me, then the context is immediately automatically transformational and so you, you might you might want to inquire and notice and also shift what is the context that you carry around and engage in conversation with other adults around you i'm proposing mm -hmm. to take some action okay so when you shift into that Okay, so not in a structure first. I have a question. You want to talk about it? Yeah. No. Talk about it or do a well, exercise? Do you have an exercise for inner structure? Uh, no. Okay, so we'll you talk, talk about, about it, it afterwards. Or, or demonstrate, we could demonstrate with somebody. Okay, somebody had a question. Yeah, Vera. Yeah, the, one of the things that I'm uh, exploring is how to be a mage in also with my relationship with my partner or the man who I call my partner. And one of the things that it's been 
not so welcome is actually to, to have that context, to say, well, if you talk to me, the context of our conversation is, you know, it's, it's transformation. It's actually even this week, I, I did some experiments with asking a question or like saying, I noticed this, would you, you know, would you like to tell me what was going on? And it was really kind of like, no, I don't want to have any of these conversations with you. Um, and, and I accept that, um, but that I realized that, that there's something that, that I go there, like you said, like most of my conversations are about that. What, how, yeah, in what other ways can I be relating to this man without me not be, without me having, without me having to step out of being a mage with him? Mm-hmm. You're, <clears throat> so it's, first of all, probably you already know that if you look around in your life, in the world, and you look at couples or pairs, however they're paired up, most of those pair agreements are not on the same path. They're kind of, kind of some kind of picture like this. There's some, somebody's going over here and somebody's going up there. And you know, how they relate together for a while, you know, it, it'll last for a while. And then, and it's painful. It is a painful circumstance. So how many of you have been in that circumstance where you're partnered with somebody and their their path is not evolutionary really and it's going off somebody and you can feel the pain of that, okay? And so the, the other the kind of really fortunate or rare experience is when you get to be with somebody and you're, you're essentially pretty parallel or going in the same sort of direction at the same sort of rate and the same sort of path. Did anybody have that kind of experience? Okay, all right. So, yeah. So when, uh, when you're talking, I mean, I don't, I don't think it ever works out. I think it's an illusion to think that people, <clears throat> we are so complex with so many different kinds of histories. I don't think it ever really works out for people to have a 20, 30, 40, 50 year relationship that's evolutionary, <clears throat> that people have gone together on this similar really close path where they can have that kind of intimacy for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I think it's pretty much a fantasy world. I think what happens is people numb out, people go to ordinary, People protect each other or protect themselves and put a, an illusion on, like this illusion of we're happy, we're, everything's fine, like that. I, I don't know. It took me years to admit that that's probably reality. You know, it doesn't really work out for people to be together. So it, when, you, when you are with another person and, and you've contexted it so that there's these agreements to be essentially radically relating, radically honest, radically, when, when you have those agreements to start with, that's about the best that you can do. And then the, what I was, in terms of very your question, there's a way to throw yourself into the evolutionary liquid states 
in public with your partner, not necessarily in public with other people, but with your partner. And so what you're doing instead of saying, what if you look at this? What about that? Why don't you take a look at this? What if you practice this? What if you, instead of looking at your partner like this, you go, I'm, I'm practicing this. I just discovered this about myself. I have this huge pattern. I have this huge resistance. I have this huge withhold. I'm holding back, I'm hiding this and, and put it on the table and use the sanctuary that you have with this other person as a safe space for you to do your own work and derive benefit from it without placing any kind of expectation on the other person at all about what they should, could, must have to do um, if they were quote unquote on an evolutionary path or evolutionary partnership with you. And so I'm, I'm encouraging you to, um, you, you, let's see, leap into the Phoenix process first. Let yourself melt down first, get off it first. Like, like, ad, you know, admit whatever you discover about yourself first and let the other person do their own work. You cannot do the work for a, another person. And it, anytime you look at your partner and you go, God, they're just completely, they're not connecting with me at this deep level. They're talking about blah, blah. Their attention is going somewhere else. Whenever you are, you know, they're, they're involved in logistics, you know, everyday logistics with the kids, with money, with time, you know, they get sucked into that. And anytime you see that, use it as a, a doorway for yourself to drop into your own pain about it. You know, and, and yes, you can, you know, making proposals works as long as it's, there is no expectation in your proposal that they should accept it. You know, here's this proposal, you should accept it. It's not a proposal, it's a demand. And so it works better to say, hey, I'm, I'm gonna do this experiment. I'd like to do this experiment. Would you like to do it with me? You know, yes or no. And, and, the, and then if they say no, well then just go ahead and do the experiment somehow yourself, you know, work it out to try to, to do it. That's, that's my sharing about it. I, I have another experiment that could go parallel to this is <clears throat> to experiment with your level of listening. And, and, and what, I, what are the blocks that you have in the listening of the other for something more than what, what they're, whatever the ordinary, the ordinary low drama, the ordinary, ordinariness of proposals and yeah. So, so in the same way that you can, you can take a conversation three levels down, you can take your own listening three levels down. And so, you know, the, your partner says something like for, you were very saying, uh, you made this offer and, and your partner said, no, I don't want to go there or something like that. And then you go, then you repeat back. What I'm hearing you saying is that you don't want to go there like that. And you, and you hold open this space where they can go, yes, and, and then, then they can go to the next level. And then they can go to the next level. So take it at least three levels down, even when you think you understand what they're saying completely well, and you think that's the end of their conversation, ask, go, go use uh, vacuum learning. There's a great website called vacuum learning. Could you write that one down? Yeah. 
It's just because it's a, it has a very clear explanation of this way to go down the elevator in uh, listening. I, so I will add that there's also a different kind of listening is when your partner, you know, and Vera, you're asking the question, but it, it's really a useful question for everybody is when somebody is starting to reveal something, sometimes because we've been longing for it for so long, we're just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm so glad. Let's talk about this. And what about this? And I also have experiment. And then the listening collapses because of the excitement of finally we're getting into a sort of an extraordinary conversation. And the practice would be to keep the listening going. Really, yeah. Like three levels down, like Clinton said. Vera, do you want to say what that is? It was just the recognition of the excitement and the, the yeah, just, I'm sad that it's, gosh, that I'm sad that it doesn't, that most of the conversations are, are, are ordinary. And, and, and they're not all, but the most of them, when we are the two of us together, just the two of us, they are ordinary. And yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Just, just because the space is there, I want to throw in a third experiment. And the experiment would be in terms of flowing power, flowing power to, so here the partner, but it could also be the person, whoever you're having the conversation with about you're holding, probably you're holding the space. As a mage, you're probably holding the space. How can you flow power to them so that they can have an experience of sourcing the space at the same time while you're holding it. And so, and that would, that would happen through questions or um, it, it, question to open a part of them that they would not, it's sort of, let me see how it, it's sort of, it's having this connection. It's like dialing up a part of the other person is saying, I want to talk to this part. And this part is empowering for them. This part is um, uh, alive. Like this part is, God, I, God, actually this part can speak. This part can be seen. This part can be engaged with. And they don't know how to dial up that part by themselves probably, but, but you can do it. And that's flowing power to them. And so they, you said, so they can source also that space. In a way, yes. Whatever they, they can do, yeah. Yeah. It, just be careful. It's not a form of manipulation. Mm -hmm. It's not a form of trying to get the person to, to change or shift, something like that. Flowing power is about magnifying presence. And so when you can acknowledge a kind of presence from another person, in a particular way or more specifically than they're aware of, you flowing power to this particular part of their ability to be present, then that part can, can come more forward. Usually it's a delicate part. Usually when I'm flowing power, which is m more often than I ever thought, 
and flowing power to a part of a person that is has boldness, but also has physical memories of having failed before, something like that. And I want to, I'm flowing power in a way to acknowledge and recognize and welcome this part forward for them to take another risk and if they want to. But it's it's almost like building matrix, but there's it's the it's it's juice. It's basically juicing up somebody. And so it's a it's not really a compliment, it's not really appreciation, it's not really, but it is acknowledgement. You do acknowledge um the way they set the table or the deliciousness of the meal or the the way they answer the door or how they what's up and it's and you just you're flowing power in them to stand on you you're giving that power to them for them to use and stand on any way they want so you don't get to control the outcome of that and when you're when you're doing that experiment be very aware of your gremlin because you need to make an ultra safe space for that part to take a risk again to come forward and if you make a move to flow power and then the, the second move is to make a joke about it mm then you've killed it even more. Then it will recoil completely. So really get, get a grip on your gremlin uh, when you're doing that experiment. Because, because you'll have, because the, the, the intensity of the connection will be bigger, will be more intense. And so also your, you know, your ability to connect and to be with will be challenged, will, you know, will challenge your box. And so the, your gremlin could come up and say, we're not doing this. You know, we're not having more intimacy, more connection, more intensity, and, and destroy that space. Yeah. Was there a specific question about this right now from anyone? I have a question. And uh, it's about, I, I try to relate to my own experience with uh, this. So... Is it something like that I call out something which has been heard before or there is some so or a maker space so this hurt part can appear? No, that's that mean that that's just being a healer mm -hmm. and you're just mm -hmm. you're just manifesting you're being a healer. What you're what you're doing is it's like a watering a plant, putting sunshine on the plant, the right amount of sunshine. Not too much, not too little, but you're putting sunshine on the plant. It will use the power and it will grow. And it will grow perhaps in a way that's more beautiful or more free form, or it'll, it will use it. It's free energy. It, and it, and it's a, it comes from, it's, it's not even really a gift. It's not a gift. It's, a, it's, it's almost like being a leader maker, like a... You're enhancing the possibility of the person being more present as themselves. And it's, a, it's like, you know, it's like gasoline, benzene. And you just give them fuel. They can do with it what they will. They might waste it. They might just ignore it. They might react and just blow it up. But, but if you do it well, it will be a, a food that they get. And it is not with the intention of, of trying to find a wounded part and, and healing it. It's not about that. It's just flowing power to them because they're on your team. You want them to win. It's the winning happening part. It's a winning happening thing. So um, 
Could you make an experiment for me? Could you give me a, an experiment? One of the things, that's an appreciation. Mm. Like, like your, your request for an experiment is a great example of the experimenter that you are. You're such an experimenter. So, so this would be an example. You get it? Like I'm talking to a quality of your being that you try to hide a little bit. You don't really walk through the world as an experimenter. But there we have evidence right there. You just asked for an experiment. And then I can go, yeah, you are such an experimenter. And then you go, you know, oh, man, well, that's true. I mean, I didn't recognize that. But and after you said that, just keep going about what you were doing. Okay, don't look at the other person, you know, expectantly of yeah. it worked and not worked. Did they get it? Or just let them go through the liquid state or and you keep going. It's a secret. It's kind yeah. of a secret thing to flow power. And people in the team will see it, but they won't really know what's happening. They won't. They'll see it happening to another person, but they won't be jealous of it. It's not like you're making them your favorite client or something like that. You know, they won't, it's not something to be jealous of, but they will feel well in a space where power is being flowed appropriately and beneficially. The, the thing that you said, uh, for me, that was the first time I heard that distinction about talking to the quality of being and not appreciating, not talking about the quality of being. So that's a big distinction for me. So I wanted to remark it. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, just about flowing power, you can start noticing how um, how people flow power all the time unconsciously for survival purposes. So, for example, when there's a male authority figure in the space and everybody's flowing power, please tell me how to be, you know, please tell me how to do this. So that's a flowing power, but it's unconscious and it's survival. And it goes with giving your center away. It serves an unconscious purpose, yeah. which is the survival, yeah. So you can also start noticing the, the these energetic um, movement and gestures of, for example, flowing powers. That's one of them. We can start noticing that because it, it takes a, a more of a sensitive uh, scanning and radar. Also, the, uh, there's an important distinction to make is that flowing power is not sexual energy. And that, that because if you, if you, are a white widow, if you have a white widow survival tendency, if you flow power, it will mm -hmm. generally be mixed in with sexual energy. And you'll notice it usually the other way around with people doing that towards you. Like they'll be trying to get something to happen or make themselves safe or let themselves be seen and they will send you what looks like flowing power, but it's also twisted up with sexual energy. And then it's, you really have to protect yourself from that basically. You'd make your black hole and make the distinction or just vanish the whole thing because it's so contaminated with the sexual energy or the manipulation, you know, the survival part of it. So when you're flowing power, just make sure that it's not, that's not part of it. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. So you can distinguish power from sexual energy. And it's, an, it's amazing to do that because the sexual energy has a intended outcome and a, and a, and a, a bond like some kind of a bond, like you owe me something now. Like really, I was, I remember stopping at a, at a stoplight once in a car and this woman walked across to me and she, 
looked into the windshield, looked right at me, sent me this sexual energy charge as a way of thanking me for stopping at the light so she could cross the street, you know, or stopping at the crosswalk. It wasn't even a light, it was just a crosswalk. And then she looked and sent some sexual energy as a payment for that, that I actually stopped and made it safe for her to cross the street. And so this stuff is going on a lot. It's going on a lot and it's fast and it has consequences. And as you become, you can, but you can distinguish between the sexual energy part and this power. And the power is really, it's pure benzene or it's pure life force or it's pure uh, love, however you want to say it. But it's, it's important as a mage to be able to distinguish those and to, and to use it generously because you will not get exhausted by flowing power. It's not your power. It's not your power. So you're not giving away something that's yours. It's something you have access to and you just let it go through. And it's a, it's a way that you can, you know, like I said, water the garden. You're just watering the people around you with this, with this valuable, you know, this nutritious life force. Yeah. Just a little note, Vera, just in terms of this yeah. White Widow, is that there's now there's a lot of work being done about gremlin and, and gremlin diet and then gremlin uh, decontamination, also child and parent. And I think the research and the work on White Widow is just starting now with Julia and Susanne who are holding a space and Vera has been holding that experiment for a while. There's just not been really a training space, but a number of you are White Widows a number of us are white widows and really to not distinguish that will screw you over in your mage work it it will just it will just take over and and so how many of you already know that you were used as part of your strategy to be a white widow anybody how how many of you already know that okay anybody wrong Birgit, I was going to say the same thing. Birgit, mm -hmm. probably you need to start researching White Widow because out of your awareness, it's part of your survival strategy. And you use it as a side, it is an infront one, but it's mm -hmm. a sideways force that you use in your negotiations. So you might want to start checking it out. There's a website with a lot of great info as a beginning, just called White Widow. Cool. I just want to add that if you're not sure, if you're like you're not sure if it has, has sexual energy, well, first of all, because if most of you are white widows, it probably just take it that it has some. But if you if there's any intention in you of causing something in the other, causing this, you want them to feel of a certain way, then it's your sexual energy is there. That's because that's yeah. Basically, if you want them to feel of a certain way, that's not flowing power or that's mixed with sexual energy. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, you start. Yeah. As, so as we're talking about what we've been talking about, <clears throat> uh, I, I'd like to open a doorway for beginning experiments and with what we call inner structure. Now, the inner structure is, is made up, it starts with, it includes 
your mimetic constructs. So let me talk about mimetic constructs, but inner structure is much more than that. So the inner structure is essentially the way the part of it is the box, but it's this, it's your inner structure is your, is your inter, is your, the way you interface with the world, including all these mage factors. So in terms of possibility or necessity or love or transformation all of, or what's possible, like we have this inner structure that is the way that we interface with these resources or forces in the world. So, so everybody has an inner structure. And, but at the same time, if, there, if a life is dedicated to ordinary, the inner structure is in general a mess. And it's generally chaotic. It's generally complete lack of integrity or lack of clarity or impossible to take a stand for something or to make a commitment for something or keep a promise. It's, it's, but having an inner structure allows you, on the other hand, to do those things to be clear, to take a stand, to make a promise and keep it, to call in different forces of nature into a space, to cause transformation, to, to journey, to investigate and discover things and document it and bring it to others. And this is what your inner structure causes or allows. Were you gonna say something? There's something to do about the elegance of the inner structure. The way I picture it, it's 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 uh, sort of um, like building bricks or these. How do the games called uh, for children? Um, a, a jungle gym. Lego? Jungle gym. Lego? Oh, jungle gym. The jungle gym. In the playground. In the in the playground, and but and it can be it can be shaped in any way. I mean, one of the ways that you can start having an experience and a sensation of what what is an inner structure, what is an elegant inner structure in a way that will serve you with your purpose. I mean, that's the elegance will be that it serves your purpose as a mage. Is you can already scan for mm -hmm. the people here in this room or, or scan in the people around you and you can already feel, you already know the people who have a weak inner structure, who have a messy, chaotic, almost slimy, you know, it's, you can bend the, the parts instead of them being actually strong to rely on them. So does people know what we're talking about in terms of this inner structure or we'll start having an idea of this inner structure? So, so what we're, we're beginning this conversation. Mm -hmm. So, so the, the beginning part is to use part of your noticing, both of yourself and of others but work with your noticing to start noticing other people's inner structure and the way that that correlates with the kind of interactions that you can have with them. So, and so, okay, when you have an, a remarkable or an extraordinary interaction with somebody, then notice which, what kind of inner structure they have that allows that to happen or what kind of inner structure you have that allows that to happen. There's a, and a, before I, before we go too far, I just want to mention that we have a, a website called Radical Simplicity and there's not much on there yet. And at the same time, the idea of radical simplicity means that 
you can have an inner structure that is radically simple. And it is so great to discover that after, after being in school, you know, they give you all this knowledge and models and systems and concepts and dates and names and processes and like all this stuff from, from education, you know, what's called education. And it's this download, this huge amount, you get a degree in this, a degree in that, a degree in the other thing, you know, and then you have this profession, this quote unquote professionalism. And then you have all this, it, it's, it's just a mass, it's a massive amount of details. They're not really, they're not really distinctions. It's more, it's more facts and, 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 and beliefs. And, yeah, facts and beliefs, but also logical, logical systems of stuff that are supposed to fit mathematics, chemistry, physics, engineering, biology, like all these systems have these facts. They're all supposed to fit together and you're supposed to have this inside of your head and it's occupying massive amounts of RAM in your, in, you know, the, the, the workspace that you have in your mind is being filled up with all this information from school. And we think that this is what's meant by an inner structure, but it's not. That, that thing is just the, the data. Okay, so what we're trying to talk about is the way you interface with the data and the world and what's occurring for you right now and what you, what's possible right now or what will be useful or possible. And so that inner structure can be radically simplified, can be very, very simple, especially when you enter the domain of radical responsibility. And then all of a sudden you don't need justifications, excuses, resentments, blame, whose fault is it, reasons, concepts. You don't need any of that. Or, me or mechanism, or mm -hmm. mechanism sure. such as, okay, mechanisms such as, um, oh, this is wrong, therefore I can't do this, but this is right, so I need to do this. But if I do this, this is really what I want to do, and I might get punished, well, I'll punish myself, so therefore I never do it. And, and, and that's part of the inner structure. Vicente? What I'm getting uh, on this inner structure understanding is that they happen on all five bodies. Yeah. Is that correct? Like yes. energetic inner structure, physiological inner structure. Uh, so, so we can have base and, and sturdy ground uh, on real time, on here and now. Yes. It, it seems to me that it's sort of, we have an inner structure and our five bodies where like use one inner structure. I, I, I don't think we have an, an inner structure for the energetic body and one for the emotional body and one for the physical that are distinct. I don't know if that's what you were saying. It all fits together. It all, it, there's one, yeah, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, and the thing you want to look at is the, the radical, the radically simplified inner structure notices what works and what does not work. It's really simple. It, it notices what level of responsibility it is. It looks at the results. What result is being created? If you're creating this result, that is what you wanted. I'm just going to say that again. If you look at, you look at the results being created, that is what was wanted, often on an unconscious level. So you get sick, you have failure, you have a conflict, you have resentment, you're scared, 
like these are the results, that's what you want to create. And, and if it's a horrible, it's a almost inhuman sort of way to look at or interface with the world. At the same time, it just works. It's really, you're not deceiving yourself when you look at the results and go, okay, that's what I wanted to create, or that's what they wanted to create. It isn't an accident. It's not. And so then you, then you can look at the inner structure that gets a payoff or a benefit for having that kind of a result. And of course, you know, you're back in the underworld with the gremlin and the hidden purpose and the unconscious com competing commitments, all that kind of stuff. Can you, it would be great if it louder. you could demonstrate with somebody about, about their, try to look at their inner structure. Does anybody want to volunteer to take a look at their inner structure? We have a Jan. Jan was first, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, Jan, sometimes I've been calling you Henry lately. Uh, come again, please. Yes. Sometimes when I refer to other people, when I'm talking about you, I've been calling you Henry. Henry. What does that mean? As in Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill is an actor. Are you familiar with him? No. Are you familiar with a television series called The Witcher? Yeah. Yes? Henry Cavill is The Witcher. Are you familiar with a television show called, or a movie called Superman? You ever see Superman? Well, the latest Superman is Henry Cavill. Same guy. It's the same guy. And there's another one. I don't know if you saw Man from Uncle, but Henry Cavill is Napoleon Solo. He's the, he's the hero guy. And, and many other roles, but he's this. Okay. So when, I, when I'm doing that, I'm talking about an inner structure. So tell me about your inner structure makes you into Henry Cavill. Yeah, um, it's, um, it's this hero mythos that I'm struggling with. Um, and it has been implanted in my childhood by superhero movies. And I'm very aware of that inner structure and I am very in active combat with that structure because it's basically, okay. sorry? Combat. Uh, active combat, you said. <laughs> God, which hero. would be that inner structure again. Totally. So the battle inside of you is this inner structure exactly that we're talking about. Why are you smiling? There is, um, yeah, it's something ironic about it. What? It's a wonderful way of not doing the things in the world. Can you say, more about, that? say, more, about, say more about that, will you? Yeah, well, I can basically use any amount of energy to struggle inside of myself. So I do not expand that energy out to the world. What, what's the value of that? 
what has been till now the value of that? Can you say? Keeps me safe. How? I'm not taking the risks that I could possibly take if I were to expand that energy out. And, and if, I'm questioning myself. If you took the so, risks, what do you mean you're questioning yourself? If you took the risks and you, what would happen? I don't know. So what I hear you saying is that you've put together, you have assembled an inner structure that um, is self-enclosed. It, it contains itself. It takes this huge amount of energy that is available to you, and then it pits it against itself inside of you. Does that make sense to you? Is that what you're saying? And therefore, you don't threaten, do not challenge or threaten something outside of you that could react in a way that you would consider dangerous or failure or judging or, or punishing or something like that. Is that what you're saying? And so what you're having a feeling right now, what is that? Yeah, it's just sadness. About? Um, about like recognizing this pain and I've been recognizing that pain for a long time, but I'm still in that inner, inner structure. What is what's loosening, the but. Could you tell what pain do you recognize? The pain is really about not trusting myself like surveilling myself all the time. Meaning and there's this fear of slipping and turning evil. Okay, that's a big one. How many processes, EHPs, have you done about the slipping and turning evil thing? About three. Okay, there's about three more. Will you do those in the next couple of weeks, please? Will you do those? Yes. Okay. So, so look, this, the, the thing when you said you're not trusting yourself is only half the picture, I think. What else are you not trusting? Yeah, I'm not trusting authority. Keep going. I'm not trusting the, that the world will catch me if I fall. Even though it does every time you, I fall. You are still making the assumption that you're correct, that you will slip to the dark side. You're still making that automatic assumption. And if somebody will catch you, then you think maybe it's safe, but that's your assumption. So you're not, there's, a, there's, some, there's some really big things that you're not trusting. Well, I'm basically not trusting anything. I am, well, there's there some things that I'm trusting, but I'm not trusting most of the things. I'm constantly, I'm constantly evaluating everything. 
evaluating. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so but what are you not trusting? In, just for everybody else, there's this website called Radical Reliance. And again, there's probably not much on there, but Jan, you are not doing Radical Reliance. Well, sometimes I am, but more and more. But Hold on. I just want to say that it's the second time you've done an almost. You've done, um, it's not as if, it's like, uh, there's this it's thing called. Already, I'm already. I'm already. Doing that. Yeah. It's the second or third time that you've said that in this conversation. It's not going to help you. You're talking to a room full of mages. Okay, it's just bullshit. It's the bullshit detector going, err, err, you know. Oh, at least, it's, that's what it is. At least I'm doing this a little bit. At least, that's what you're doing. So forget that part, all right? Just skip that part of the conversation. It doesn't work in this space. It doesn't work anywhere, but. So, so in terms of, what you're not trusting, for example, is you're not trusting the process of evolution. The process of the evolution of consciousness, you are not trusting that. You are assuming that you are still at the same level of consciousness that you were a year ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, a lifetime ago, five lifetimes ago. You're assuming that you're, you're not trusting the process of the evolution of consciousness. Mm -hmm. okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I have resistance about this. Excellent. You're also uh, not trusting your bright principles. If you were radically relying on your bright principles, they would handle that shit. You're also not trusting the Earth Coincidence Control Office that would put you in places where you, you would be well used. Right now, the Earth Coincidence Control Office is, is also battling with your inner structure because, because you're using up all this energy and these clarity and these principles and this work that you could be doing, you're using it up. So Echo cannot use you. Echo cannot pick you up by your coat and drop you in another place and put you, you know, where you could be well used. You're also not trusting um, this, that, well, I said it already, that your consciousness has evolved, something like that. Let's hear about your resistance. So my resistance. Are Sorry. you having fun? No. Dude, you volunteered. Well, to, some, to some extent, I am. Okay, you, you volunteered for this. We're just yeah. looking at your inner structure. It's all we're doing. Okay, it's all we're doing. We're just looking at it. What were you going to say, your resistance? Um, so my resistance is that I, I see much different results and I'm trusting in those results. And things are really changing and I'm taking risks. I would have not taken if I were not trusting my evolution of my consciousness. And I notice that people see me differently than I have been before. And they trust me with things that I, that I would not be trusted with before. Okay. And I take that as an invitation. To trust. Do you realize that you have shifted identity right now? You have shifted identity. When you go back and look at this little conversation, the first part of the conversation is the identity in you that says, I don't trust anything. 
And now we're talking to this part that goes, oh yeah, I trust this, I trust that, I trust. So we're talking to a different identity right now. It's fine, we all have these identities. But I just want, I just want to acknowledge in the space that you've shifted identities and it's not going to, it's not going to help you. I don't believe the second identity. I'm not, I'm not interested in talking to the, the, the positive thinking, successful, orientated second identity. And we started talking to the guy who about your inner structure that makes you turn into what looks like on the outside, a kind of witcher Superman. And, but on the inside is this, this uh, battle that's going on between those two. So, okay, so I think that's enough for right now. We, the, outcome is, the outcome is simply to look at this inner structure that's at work. And the way the inner structure, the way it shows up is, it's a presentation. Like when you scan somebody, you can start scanning for their inner structure. And you will notice they put together things in a certain way inside of themselves, like each of us has, and it has this consequence. And it's a physical consequence. This is what this is what the Vishen's thing was talking about. The five bodies is that it actually interfaces with the world. The world interfaces with your inner inner structure. And part of it, we said, is your box. Part of it is your mimetic constructs, your beliefs, like that. But then there's these other structures for your inner structure that just formulates your interface with the world. And the point is, if you if you don't look at it. If you don't inspect it, it can't change. Nothing will really change. And the, what, the, the evolution of your inner construct will happen through introspection. It will happen through see, you know, sensing the way that it is. And going, energy comes in, goes through me and comes out like that. And you notice that and you start to notice it. And by noticing it, God, why did I do it that way? What's that for? What do I get from that? Or what does the other person get from it? And by the pain of, of awareness, the consciousness of it, the awareness of it, that will, that will facilitate its evolution. So there's no real, like, it's not like a, pr a process where you make a new decision. You know, it's not like you, can, you won't be able to change your inner structure that way. But the way you change your inner structure is through becoming aware <clears throat> of how it is right now and what it's causing. And that, and that's, it's just really, useful stuff in terms of taking it taking your your place in the world like serving serving who you came here to serve that's really useful for that <clears throat> i would i would do in groups of three and yeah. start looking at the inner structure okay what do we have for time an hour in okay because we really want to do this other stuff okay so, so give us the, 10 minutes per person yeah let's do half, half hour okay half hour so let's go in groups of wait, so wait yeah Jan, anything right now? Yeah, I was wondering about, um, you know, what if I have been looking at that inner structure for years now and it doesn't change? Yeah, you haven't been looking at I don't think. I think you've been trying to beat it up. Just part of the inner structure. I think you've been attacking it or criticizing it. What was the word? Evaluating it. You have been evaluating it. Looking at it is absolutely neutral, Jan. It's really neutral. It has no intention except awareness. It has no, I'm going to change this. This is good. This is bad. Those are all evaluations. And that, that is only, it's actually, you're looking at what you're looking with. The thing that you're, is, is, that's, 
it has two hands, you know, two sides of the hand, you know? That's what I'm saying. Oh, this is what it is, I'm judging it. I, this is what it is, I'm criticizing it. I'm, I'm trying to improve it. It's both sides of the same thing. I don't think you've been really looking at, you've been trying to evaluate it, like you said. Does that make sense? I'll look at it. <laughs> so and what I said, probably I evaluated, so it probably makes sense. You might want to look, Jan, in terms of this, looking at it and changing it, you might want to look at uh, the Mimetic Engineering website. Um, and there's a process that I've held for Tristan. And in the, I don't it's know, video. it's a video. I don't know if it's so clear, but it's in a mimetic engineering process, which is part of uh, changing the inner structure. If you're trying to change the mimetic construct as you're going through the mimetic engineering, it does not work. It's just like doing this. You're trying to, you know, catch your thumb like this. And, and you can see a, a more of a neutral, clear observation and the pain that it, it actually creates to have this neutral observation. That could be an example for you and to distinguish between what you're doing and what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah as soon as you start getting a, I hate this, or I don't like this, or this should change, you're no longer doing observation. You're, you're back, you're, you've been sucked into the mechanism of it. Then you have to pull yourself back out again, you know, wait 10 minutes, then start looking again from the outside. Is it like, is it like um, the observer affects the object of observation? Exactly. Heisenberg uncertainty principle. That's how this evolution by consciousness, it works that way. You change what you observe. And I, I would also... What? I would recommend if, Jan, if you do this, uh, looking at your construct to write down, to write it down, like yeah. each step. Yeah. How it works, how it is. Just noticing how it works, how it is. And then you, it also, it's almost easier to notice it in other people. So that's what I'm saying is part of the next step we were do together is this week and start noticing the inner structure of other people. And 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 write it down also or i mean if it's somebody that you know or somebody who's a client and you notice their inner structure put it on the table just go can we check this out like i have an assignment from mage training and I'm, what i'm doing is examining inner structure and this is what i see going on over there can you talk about it and then you'll get some feedback and coaching about your observations or noticing how well you're able to notice other people's inner con inner construct it starts an extraordinary conversation i would say especially can i see especially with client where you've been doing emotional healing processes and nothing holds just nothing works it and stick. it doesn't stick and it's possibly because of the weakness and the sliminess and the confusion of the inner structure so then then you go straight to the root well why did you put it that way? You know, why did you make it that way? Kian? Yeah, and I want to share or add that I noticed that I discover inner structures of myself when I put myself in situations that my box usually does not feel comfortable with. For example, with 
jogging or something like that. When I take a run and I notice my box is like, you can't run further or something like this and keep going. And then like, and I notice parts of me coming up just, for example, where I put the source of my strength or power or love outside of myself. And I was like, I don't have the strength within myself. And by shifting, like, and yeah, and by being on this run and finding, wow, this is actually the structure that I have while taking a run, I found the, this part of my structure where I can actually source my power or my love for the parts in me that do feel like they don't have enough of it. Okay. <clears throat> It's possible, I, you know, what you were talking about could be also parts talking to themselves. Sort of part, you know, I can't do it anymore. Or yes, you, yes, let's do it. And different commitments. And then you get to, you know, being able to choose which part you commit to actually. I'm sensing that as we're just beginning also, I mean, I'm just really beginning this research about inner structure. It is a level deeper or a couple level deeper about, it's your, it's your core interface with the world. And, and then your parts come to live on it. I mean, like that. So you can sort of have an idea, like have an echo of your inner structure through the parts that come out, like you said. And, I'm, and I think the, the core purpose, the, the value that you're serving the, is, which would be part of the inner structure is still a couple level deeper than that, but that could be a, a, a place to start, a place to investigate down. So I'm, I'm let, let me say one thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and Kian, just watch out for, to me it felt like what your tendency is on the inside is exactly like Jan's, but just the positive, instead of evaluating, judging, criticizing, battling, fighting, Yours would be praising, appreciating, like giving positive energy towards. It's the same sort of mechanism, but um, the opposite direction. Does that make you get what I'm saying? It's not neutral. It's not neutral. You're trying, you're having a combat inside, but your weapon is appreciation or you know, feeling good about yourself, trying to feel good about yourself. Whereas Jan, you know. He's in there dumping acid on himself, something like that, T taking it apart and scrutinizing it. And, and so I think it's the same, same kind of thing, just in the opposite direction. It is not neutral. Like that. So mm -hmm. watch out for that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I would like to start and have about seven minutes per person where we'll do this in groups of three, and you have we have one a mage let's say who you are observing your own inner structure which is the hardest thing to do but we'll start with this and then the two other possibilitators you are asking questions to go down into the depth of the purpose the value the mechanisms that it that are at work in this inner structure okay a hint is you might completely go blank because you might be looking either in your head or you might looking in, oh, I'll, I'm looking at my box. So you've learned to look at your box. You've learned to look at your gremlin. And this is something completely different. You're looking at 
how how are your five bodies um, wearing this thing that is interfacing with the world? And so you can, so the questions really help. So the two people don't hesitate to ask questions. You wanna add anything? Yeah, so the point is exactly like we were in this conversation with Jan, it's just look at it, look at what's going on. And it, it might come out in different ways in terms of mythical or archetypal characters or forces of nature. These are, these are really what's going on inside of us. It's, we are designed to interface with the archetypal nature of the universe. And that's partly how we do it is with our inner structure. And so don't be, um, don't be afraid to think up a character, for example, that this person portrays or that it comes across and just ask about it. It isn't about, there's no judgment or criticism. You're just like, like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. You're, this is about looking at it with as much awareness as you can. And we work as a team and it just helps to work as a team. Okay. Or it'd be like dis discovering my inner structure. Yes, yeah, looking at it yeah. and writing it down. So just write some notes down. It will help for the, the rest of the work that we do together is your, what you discover about your own inner structure, you, you can very much more easily see it in other people's inner structure. Really useful. Okay, here we go. Just program your recording. No. Let's go through the rooms. Yeah. You can use your space bar unmute when you when you ask your questions. Okay. So um I would like to start. So there is something about my in with my inner structure about getting sick. Mm, okay. I I detected as a somehow result of mm, liquid states, and since I live in bridge house i noticed that when i'm ill i can my fear of intimacy goes away does your fear of intimacy go away when you're sick say again why does your fear of intimacy go away when you're sick mm, because i can't escape into a mission in the out outer world what do you mean? So, uh, there is so Gabriel, so your your inner structure does not value intimacy. Yeah. So what does it value instead? Mm -hmm. Work. Work. So is your inner structure work about intimacy? My inner structure uh, my inner structure, um, yeah, doesn't value intimacy. It 
values, it overlooks intimacy as it's um, not, uh, it's waste of time because there is so much to do because we are collapsing and people wasting time on intimacy. So your inner structure feels intimacy is a waste of time. Yes, because it's something bigger to do, not the intimacy. Yeah. Me from uh, um, landing and fulfilling something. So it's uh, as soon as I start landing, I, I start seeing outside and looking for what else. What well, what has more potential or more impact? I don't know if I missed. So so that yeah, the purpose. Yeah, the the purpose is always about. Um, uh, saving and uh, healing the world. Uh, it's about uh, saving humanity as me, as if it, I am outside of humanity. I'm, who are you, Ben Gio? Who are you? I'm, I'm like an angel. Um, um, it's, it's hard for me to really, to really root. And I, I, I lose my feelings very easily. I get into this spiritual, energetic body that assesses, supports, sees well, understands, maps, and I, I, I separate, I, I see. Um, you know, yeah. So then other people cannot connect with you either. Yeah. And yes. I mean, you know, I'm getting some kind of image of Jesus. I want to be Jesus. Mm -hmm walk on water, the son of God, you wouldn't sent. And then there's this part of this martyr, you know, yes. I have to sacrifice myself so that. Yes. And then people approve of you. I mean, some people bow down, you know, and love you. Other people hate you and are afraid of you. But anyway, it's safe because you're on a track that's not your responsibility in a way. Because you're, doing such big service, because then, then where is Gilles? Where is Gilles there? You're protected or hiding somehow. And I, and I, and I see how, how I disconnect from myself and family, especially the family becomes um, when I'm just present but not fully connected, so I can have time and serve outside. So I also, and I see myself yeah, uh, disconnecting in one-on-one in -on -one conversations. Suddenly, I, 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 I'm pulled off. And, and other people around you, they should let you do whatever you want because you are Jesus. You are this angel. You're doing, so they should all bow down and can't, can't connect with you at that level. Yes. And because of the, of the role I get into saving the world, it protects me from them being straight on because if everybody else recognizes me, so what, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm getting an image also. Do you want to hear it? Yes. I get this image of the, it's like a 
ball going around in circles really quick. And so if energy comes or another ball comes, then it just gets, it, it just flies out again. And this ring is like a protection armor you have so that the energy can't really get right into the core. But it, you're, and it's, it has to do with speed. You, you, you use speed to go quick, to talk fast and to think really quickly so that the energy can just not really come really deep. It, it's like a flipper, you know, it comes there and then it gets shot out again to the next project or the next quest or the next, you know, thing to do. And your books help with that. Your books help with that. Plus also being at conferences and, and seminars, you know, conferences. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's exactly the same thing, right? Do you know what I'm so talking about? So being there, being there, it helps helps the ball spinning really fast because you're this, this, this person, you know, this, what do you call a speaker, your presenter, mm -hmm. you know, and so you're doing all this and then pew, this stuff can't touch you, cannot touch you. Yeah. And, and what I'm finding is that the white widow, it, it, it nurtures and manipulates a lot of that. And I've seen also my, my gremlin jacking in somehow the archetypal lineage to get a bit of that energy and using it to then, to then manipulate and create field, but without delivering the whole thing that was coming through. Okay, this is the shift to the next one. Eva, if you're the next, in terms of your inner structure, where you can start is even in a space where you're a coach, you're asking for permission to say what you are seeing. And that's yeah, part of the Great. Yeah. Great. So shift. Try not to say yeah. I know. Try not to say I know. Yeah. Let it go in the next level. Okay. Okay. I would like to go next. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm, I just experienced it today from like I could see this force of coming. I wanted to create something. And the moment I want to start to do it, it, it gets so complex in me. Like the, this pure, that's what I, what I found out about. I could just observe the structure. Can you say what it looks like, Marcus? What's, what does it look like? That thing yeah. in the middle. Yeah. The energy flows. What does it look like? Well, it goes like, instead of going coming straight out of me it goes like right and left and it's it's coming in these ideas of well i have to do it like this so it's there's as if there would be a, a certain order how to bring myself into the world does it look like a bucking bronco does it look like a tornado does like a it look flip like a machine li a library yeah, it's like a flip machine like not a, like a flip like, machine you know the flipper when you the when game you, yeah game thing you yeah. know the game thing yeah the flipper it's really like a flipper because yeah it goes i can see like my energy is going left and sideways and like i'm and then i get heated up in that and it's it's really feeling like i mean in the flipper marcus that even when the ball would come down to actually create you would just throw it back up that's the game Game is when, when uh, it actually comes and settles and, and there's a possibility of manifestation, you flip it back up into the left, right, 
okay no, then then it's different then it's more like if you have this like an oven and then there's these ovens with all these canals for the heat to to be more like spread it and so this heat is coming up which is quite quite pure and then it goes all these sideways and in the end there's like no heat coming out anymore like all the all the energy is just it's cold air okay That's so the what's the okay so what's the purpose of that what's the so that what it's, it's actually so that it diminishes this this power it's i have the sentence of i can't handle this power or other won't others won't be able to handle the power that would come through and so it's really taking out it's basically um um um, the German word is lamen. So it's the weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You mean so? <clears throat> but so that what? What's you? What are you valuing? Mm. What is this inner structure value? Yeah, I'd say so that I'm accepted by my surroundings. So that what? So that I. I keep my place to live and I'm hmm. I mean is that really living? No. What is it? It's the base where I I was hoping to grow up and then it was more like well this was all I got and it could not It was, it was really for fitting in, I would say. Yeah, so then what? So that I don't lose the stability that I already have. So what Anne-Chloe asked is, what are you valuing? And you're, what you're saying is your inner construct values a kind of stability, which is yeah. not so far away from death, being yeah. dead, being a dead zombie. Yeah. <clears throat> Energy comes in, you chant, move it through all this, it goes away, and it's stable. Yeah. Nobody, nobody ever, nobody absolutely ever gets to pin me down on anything. Yeah. The wet fish. Is that the, what 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 image did you have? That the bar of soap. The bar of soap. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's just I can't be nailed anywhere. Okay, yeah, even but, right but now. No, something like that. Something like that. You're doing it exactly right now. It's the soap. And then, and then what do you get from being this slippery soap that cannot be pinned down? Because you are so good at making exceptions or approximations or excuses. I cannot be blamed. I cannot, it's impossible. So I cannot be in the light. I like, I cannot be in the spotlight. 
I mean, so my, what is the, what is the value? And what is the value of your inner structure? What you said is you, what you do, what it doesn't value. It doesn't value the spotlight. It doesn't value clarity. The, the value is that I can stay like I can stay hidden. I can just move without notice, like being noticed, and I can I can wherever I am, I can be safe because I can notice when I'm about to pin, and I can go. So you can like I, you confuse other people at the price of confusing yourself. So yeah, you get to live a non-life. You get to not be there. Yeah. Really, in terms of taking a stand or committing or being clear with people, making distinctions, making boundaries, framing up a simple inner structure. You just keep it covered with this soap slime. There's so you leave you live instead somewhere else where, where do you live in my head well what's it like to live behind the curtain behind the scenes yeah but i don't think that's true what because you're an actress and when we live with you your thing wasn't trying to be invisible it wasn't trying to be invisible what was it it was you you left messes like confusion is messes and then it bothers people you annoy people you you know you're the thorn you're the little i don't know and so i don't that's maybe one level of your inner structure but there's another part that there's something else what? then i don't know then there's the confusion but the value is not being invisible you value confusion, there's another purpose. So she's special in some way. That could be yeah. it. Which way? Yeah, I mean, what I get is this, like this, this pink fantasy, <clears throat> that's where it's coming. And then the moves come from there and then they don't have any touch with reality. Well, but then, yeah, but then it's totally in confusion. It's like the, Okay, let's say you value confusion. What? Let's say your inner structure is dedicated to confusion so that what? You don't have to feel the pain of what is. What is so painful about what is? More, like it's, if I, if I let it happen that I get to what is the real, real the reality just stops me. And there's no way that I, I can survive. So I just don't want to be there. I don't want to be. Feeling what, what is real. Because it will stab you, you say. Yeah. So if you're not, if you're a mess, if you're not really there, then you cannot be stabbed. Why are they stabbing yeah, because, why do they why does reality stab you? <clears throat> because it's because it is not what I would like it to be. But it keeps because you away it from doesn't the, match it doesn't match the vision or it doesn't match the love or it doesn't match the pink thing. Yeah, it doesn't match it. 
So you, you think the pink thing is true? No, and that's the pain. I rather just believe it is true. Instead, I mean. oh, even if I, yeah, I rather just tell myself that this could be true. And then I, I get to just be there. I can hold on longer. If you're, when you look at this video, the moment before your eyes were up, your head was sideways and down. You looked like the Virgin Mary. And it was the whole pink thing. You just went into the pink thing. Like it could be there. It's so wonderful yeah, there. Everybody virgin. else is a sinner. Everybody else is attacking and dangerous. And we should all go to there. You represent the Virgin Mary. Let's shift to the third person because we're already three minutes in. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yes, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's questioning that. So there comes the inner friction. Yeah, yeah, and so, so, so I, was, I was sharing, I, I had this thing coming up about like the, 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 the being the chosen one, having this, um, this. And the image is uh, an Iron Man marathon and you're in the lead. And everybody yeah. sees you, like all the cameras are on you. Yeah, yeah. All the prizes are going to go to you. If you keep yeah. running, if you put everything yeah, in you know, I, I have to keep running. I have to stay in front, yeah. And I have to keep, maybe it's more superficial, but I have to keep up the illusion that I'm the leader, I'm in front, I know what I'm doing. Um, when internally there's all that's in question or, you know, internally it, it's, it's all bullshit and I feel like a, a fake or, or something like that. But there's certainly something to do with this enormous amount of internal tension or conflict that is building up. Dan, how do, you deal with, how do you deal with your wife or your kids or people who want to be, who want to really love you or be intimate with the real you? How do you, how do you deal with them? There's a, there's a thing I've been noticing about, uh, I went into some intimacy and connection with one of my kids yesterday and I was sh shocked with how I've been dealing with them was was not to go there. So so part of this whole thing is that sometimes I'm focused on being the Iron Man at the front of the race that I'm I'm not really being with the people right next to me, something like that. Could you go to the next level down with that? A little less explanation and a little more reality. There's people who want to be near you. And with yeah. the real you, and how, what is your inner construct, your structure? What does your inner structure do with them? How does it deal with? You have some kind of mixed purpose going on. How are you dealing with that? How does it deal with it? Yeah. 
Can you, can you rephrase it? I feel something coming up there. Susanna, can you say it a different way or, or Sylvia? What happens if the your dearest um, people who are loving you from their heart want to connect with you and want really to, to touch you? What, what is your inner structure? How is it working? Is it touchable? Are you touchable then? Something goes on where I take that energy and, and use it to keep running. Yeah, so it's like a so one. Try saying the words, I am not touchable. I'm not touchable. Hmm. Yeah. If I was touchable, it would slow me down. Exactly. And I can't slow down because, you know, I'm the, I'm the one. I'm the chosen one, you know. Hmm. And what would happen if you slow down? Or what do you feel? <laughs> I lose. I lose the race. I feel like I want to make a note of this. This is sort of stuff my box forgets in a second. I am. Otherwise. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was helpful. I feel like I started going in the right direction. Yeah, but Dan, you're, you're trying to win by going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get it by going in the right direction. It's the same mechanism working right now, right now. When you, you can have an experiment to lose in intimacy, use intimacy and lose and see what actually happens. It'll go completely yeah. against your system. That'd be great. Yeah. So, Great experiments. Yeah, what just came up is often when the board games, trivial little games, there's some part of me that wants to win those, even though, you know. Yeah, but sit with your wife, look at her and go, I, I keep thinking being with you is losing. And I want to lose. I've changed my mind. Everybody take a deep breath, please. Martin, that was not deep enough. Take a deeper breath. Maybe the video is frozen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it worked. Yes, that's great. All right. We're, we're wanting to jump into another space, another practice space with you right now. <clears throat> Does anybody need to say anything right now? Okay. Please take one more deep breath and we're shifting space in a different space. Can you do that? Jan, I'm, I'm just muting you because there's a lot of uh, feedback from there. Thank you. 
Okay, we're moving into, it goes along, it goes right next to this, this research of inner structure and into what we were talking about in terms of what is the context of your life? Like what is the context of your interaction and your communication and practicing, for example, shifting from whatever context you've been in up to now into the context that you might want to be in or an extraordinary explore. An, or explore. So it would be a form of an extraordinary context and to, to how to set that space, how the to next, set. Yeah. The next context, the new context, how do you set it? Yeah. Set it. And, and to, to do that, you need to use what is called mimetic speaking because the mimetic speaking will change. Um, it will, it will impact the space and it will also bring, it will bridge people who are not in that context into your space so they can have an experience. So it's mimetic speaking is not an explanation. So it's not, I would like to change the space and I'm gonna tell you about this space. So that's not, that's not it. Mimetic speaking, you start, you start running, you start, um, you know, for people who've been to the, God, Blue Fire and Silver Star in the Eurostar. The roller coaster. The roller coaster. The Blue Fire, you know, you, you go, you go, it brings you back and back and back, and then it just starts at 300 kilometers an hour. So it's not about shocking people, but, and the mimetic speaking, you, you're already in the space and you're bridging the people who are with you into that space. So the meme part, M-E-M-E, -E, is the word meme, which is part of memetics. It means you're, you scan the memetics, the memetic part of the inner structure. You scan how a person needs to get a hold of what you're, of what you're talking about. Like you're, you're building a bridge from where they are. So you have to scan for their memetic structure and build using their memes, oftentimes using their memes into the extraordinary space that you're offering, that you want to navigate to. However, mimetic speaking uses distinction mm -hmm. and also uses story sometimes, but in the stories are distinction. So you're, it's different from explanation. It is different from explanation. Using distinction is letting anyway, in my, in my experience is letting the experience of the space that you wanna bring them into speak. How, yeah. you know, how does it go in this, how does it go in this space somehow? How do we live in this space? How do we interact in this space without explaining as an experience? And even if they don't get it at first, you do not get off it. You just keep, uh, putting in pieces yeah. all the way around. You keep putting in the bricks or the stones or the structure of the plants in the garden or the form, the colors on the painting. Yeah, you keep brush. putting in the pieces with your paintbrush, which is your voice, which is your words. So you're going to build up a, a, an extraordinary space using mimetic speaking. Any questions? Don't expect you to already know how to do this. Can you tell them it's going to go? It will go for, let's do eight minutes, eight minutes. Oh, okay, here we go, sorry, yeah. Let's do, so you get two minutes to start and then you, there's two minutes of feedback and coaching. Then you get another two minutes to keep going and another two minutes of feedback and coaching and then another two minutes. So that's actually 10 minutes as a block and then shift. So 
it would be great that in the group, one person is the space holder for that breakout room. And after the 10 minute, you say, okay, thank you very much and shift to the next person because it's been just a little sloppy on the rotation. Vicente, you had uh, a question. Yes, the, the, the thing to note, to note the inner instruction of the person is to scan them because, because it, it will not be the same group. We are not going to listen to the inner. No. Okay. But of course, it is part of the inner structure. The memetics is part of their inner structure. So, but you're starting over with a new group. Great. Okay. Any other questions? Yeah, I have the question of. Hmm. Yeah. What? What? Hmm. Can it just be any other space? I'm trying to bridge them in. It's or do we have any? Something yeah. Extraordinary. Okay. Free choice. Yeah, the space that you you want really to be in with them. Yeah, how would you like okay. it? Yeah. Ah, okay, so it's not a project I'm talking about. It's like, no. what do I want with you two people now? Yes. Right now. Yeah. This is not yeah, a okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Thank you for that. How could it be? How do you want it to be? Extraordinary. Build out extraordinary space mimetically. Okay, here we go. We start from the bottom. Okay. Back with Dan. <clears throat> Dan Susanna. Okay. How does this happen? Okay. So, um, <laughs> so I, I want I want to I want to invite you. I want to I want to speak speak into the the, the quality of space. I'd love to think is possible for along the way. Skip the I want to, and try to not stutter. It's confusing. Try to place your words one at a time and say, this is, I am, we are, instead of I want to, shift go. Right now, we are being with each other in a way where uh, what is happening between us energetically on all the levels is, is organic it's emerging it's, it's 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 genuinely arising in a way that is real and raw and fresh and, and, and alive and the, and and none of us the, the like the, the bullshit is falling away and we're, we're we're together we're here together a small coaching then is yes and why and that's the distinction what how come we can let the the bullshit go away what is the part in us that allows to do it or what is we're in an emergent space how how would an emergent space occurs and how are we included in this emergent space right now so these are the distinction to put the bridge as the bridge the steps you could even get specific and go martin this mm -hmm. is your this is your gateway here susanna here's your force this is your 
these are the ways you can contribute that you are contributing right now from your being, whatever, something like that. Hmm. Hmm. So Start, skip the so. Yes. We're in a space where this emergence is happening. The bullshit is falling away because we're majors. We're in, we're leaning into evolution here. And Susanna, you're leaning in right now. You're close to the screen and you can bring your, the, the, the drive I feel in you, this attentiveness, you're committed. You can bring this into our space together right now. And I, I love that and I welcome that. And Martin, you're it, like, you're, this, this, I, I get this soft expansiveness that you bring. This, this, um, this, this, this so sense of then, and we'll, I will give you two minutes of feedback and coaching. Go ahead. Okay, what worked for me is what worked for me is this empowering what Clinton managed before. So, so the flow of power towards me, and which makes me more attentive and more open to let your distinctions also fall in myself. This was a good invitation, personal worked. Okay. The thing that did not work so much is that you said, and I like that about what Suzanne is doing, and that's a manipulation. And that's a, a way of shaping the space that manipulation is allowed <clears throat> in the space. So make it about her and not about you. And not about trying to please the space holder to make the space holder happy. Mm -hmm. What worked for me was when you started to speak about energetic space, like we are here energetic space, you just call it in. What also worked for me was uh, when you actually slowed down with your speaking and brought, like you spoke from your like fear. It was very like you, shift the identity into something else. And so, Start there again, just lean forward and start again. Yeah, what I feel, what I've been feeling is that the world is so full of bullshit and ordinary conversations all the time. And I see you both just looking at me, struggling about that. And I feel on the same path. It's like it needs a big needle to, to push in and find those gaps to make extraordinary conversations with people. And they are so glad when I can shift the space and I know you experienced that too. You're in the past. You're not right here in the present moment. You're mm -hmm. talking a story about the past or, or how bad other things are. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about mm -hmm. how bad other things are, that's what you call in. You call in horrible. I could feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, navigate us. Use the speaking and build us. Take us right now into extraordinary. Go. 
I feel Are myself. Sit. Go ahead. I feel myself pushing right now on a direction that yeah, I don't want. I don't know. Vicente, mm -hmm. Let people, let us in. Let us be with you. Let us connect. Let us see you. Like just open, just like stop. Just turn around, go the other way. Welcome. I feel, I feel right now a pain that showed about my inner structure that I'm a lonely researcher and I don't invite people in because I'm always seeing, I'm always saw myself as an outcast. And I, I would like very much to bring people in to show what you, I'm discovering. You, I want to bring you in. So I want to bring you in. I want to bring you in to show off what I've been discovering because I don't want to do it anymore alone. I don't. And I'm not going to be afraid that you are going to take that place away from me and be even a more outcast. I, I don't care. I, I just want to show you that what I've been discovering. I've been discovering so many things alone and afraid that people are going to steal things from me. And I want to bring that from me. I want to show you things that I've been and, discovering. And so Vision then said, what I have discovered is. What I have discovered is that each plant has an archetypal emotion and no one has ever thought about that, even speak about that. It's like there are fear plants, anger plants, and it creates a context. And I've been wanting to show people that because I've shown a nine-year-old girl and she was amazed. And I showed like a, a, a constructor that has never talked about that before. And he was amazed and things like that. What else? I'm, what? I'm alone. I'm alone in this research. I don't want. I would like you to join. And I want you to tell us that we, can't, we cannot take anything from you, Vicente. So I know. I, it's okay. So say I'm giving it away. I'm giving this away. I'm giving it away. I'm giving it away. I don't, I don't give a shit if someone steals that from me because I want to give that away. <clears throat> when you say the word shit, you call shit into the space. So then the space okay. is no longer extraordinary. It's a space full of shit. Okay. Be careful of the words you use. Keep going. And I want to bring that, that concern also to the space. So wait, so because, I want to is in the future. I want yes. to is in the future. So do it right now. Right now. Okay. Yeah. I, okay, I bring that to the space as well. The fear that people are always going to steal if that's the permanent game. And I don't believe that anymore. I I I, I relate wait, to that. Oh, in terms of a mimetic speaking and creating this extraordinary space to say, you could say, I was afraid. I was afraid that people were going to steal things from me. And what I have learned about this is that I cannot. Okay. People, and that's the distinction. This cannot be. It will grow when I give it away. Yeah. That's a distinction. It, it, it shaped the space into a winning happening. 
in Johannan that people cannot take away from you. It can't, you, you have so much. Mm -hmm. and, and Sophia Magdalena, you have so much to give and nobody can take it away from you. And you, you are just both this fountain and it, it cannot be taken. It's like washing people clean and just keep using the words. And I've been, I've been hiding, being in fear all the time. And I've discovered that I don't need any more of that. And it's such a joy to bring people in because I can relate on them. I can relate on you. I, I can just lean my back and, and relax and nothing's going to happen of the opposite. You are going to bring new things in and you are going to change what I bring in. And that's fantastic. If you, if you, have, if you help change what I am bringing in. And I'm, I'm glad to, to see the difference now about that. Because this wasn't with me before. I was always and, dependent. And, and involved, and, and involved uh, the group also. About say it again, Johanna. That and yeah. Of solving that. But you're making this research your thing. Thank you. Yeah, it's not so interesting for, for someone else. Thank you. <clears throat> so I can go. I, I go. Um, <clears throat> so, um, James, Jill, uh, I was, uh, so I've seen you too. You, yeah. you started with so and um. And then you kind of go up in your head and it's an ordinary space already. You stop and just start over again from, start from extraordinary. You, and then call them in, shift go. Have you ever been to uh, a music uh, happening where you actually felt that something was shifting in you? in a way that was inexplicable at first and then that actually landed in you that something that was that was not that was unspeakable landed in you and it changed you have you ever had an experience like this yes what was the experience jill i was in a in Teze and people were were having some mantras and singing and suddenly as if i I could feel my own light and I was connecting to other beings. And then it continued for that three or four minutes and then it was over. And I was at, at awe at, at, uh, at this uh, state of grace or something. And then, mm. So you're feeling awe and you were in a state of grace and you were in connection through that experience of music, right? Yeah, I was also doing some uh, three days of silence. So you, you just connected me to that that moment um and for you james and yeah i have one just pause. We go for commission now. james you want to start with the feedback yes yeah the the question was fantastic like straight away i i was i was put into into the space of of being at this music in this this music festival that was a it was a great hook even though you still used like three arms in that first sentence 
it was recovered quite quickly by the, the potency of that question. It was very clean and clear and direct. One of the coaching for me is a question is a great entrance in, then you don't have time to practice actually shaping the space because then you have other people talking. <clears throat> so it's a great way to also avoid um, having 10 minutes of practice of shaping space. And so you can, you can invoke that experience saying, um, you might remember a moment when, and then it's not a question, but you invoke it and then you speak about it. And, and, it, and the other question is, what does it have to do with right now, with the space right now? And I think this is kind of a side thing, but you know, there's basically three, like four men and I'm on the side, but there's something about, you know, men coming together and how, how does extraordinary get created? Because of, of other commitments of not being vulnerable, not being with, not between, among men. So I think that's also playing in the space. And just the, just the thing about if you ask people to remember something from the past, you put the whole experience in the past and you, you call in this other thing. So if you, Jan, you have a map, you know what you're talking mm -hmm. about. You know what that space is. Good, then start there and let that space speak. And let's see if it can call people right now into some space like that. Mm -hmm. Try that. <clears throat> so, so, should we go? <clears throat> Close your eyes. And remember the last time you were in awe when you listened to music. And so bring both of them to the place where you are. Okay. I've been I've been hiding my whole life and I only today learned about uh, this thing, the inner structure. And when I was looking at it, I saw a really high tower that is protecting something inside. And it really, it really got to feel the pain of hiding. We get the tower, we get the hiding. And you just look at us right now and say, I'm climb down the tower, I open the door and here you are. And we can be together. We are right now together in a way I never got to be before in the tower. I'm out of the tower now. Do that with us, okay? Try that. Yeah. We are right here with you. Go ahead. And I telling you about this tower, it means that I... I step out from this tower so I can be seen 
and look you in the eyes and see, see you. Not from behind the wall, but just beside the tower. What if you said what you saw? I see beings really wanting to connect with me. And the tower was protecting me from seeing that my whole life. I see loving eyes of other people. I'm out from it. It really like pulled me. Yeah. So my dad, when you notice that you say, you say, I just got pulled back in the tower and now I'm coming back again. I'm coming out again. You got pulled in when you closed your eyes mm -hmm. and went in your head and then you went back. Keep your eyes open and just keep looking at us and go, you guys are so amazing. So great to look at you finally. It pulled me back to the safe space inside the tower. When I closed my eyes, I felt it almost impossible to stay outside. And I go out again. I didn't what want- What makes it possible to stay outside? Tell us what makes it more possible to stay out here. Seeing you and that you witness me Stepping out from this tower. Keep using words. This is about word practice. I feel a lot of fear to stay in here. And I also feel so much joy. And it's just beside all that. <sighs> mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. me ton crusher yes you're a better crusher, crusher. <laughs> yes cool thank you thank we'll, you we'll shift yeah yes Eva. okay so i can sense that i am I'm really wanting to be connected with you on the being level. And, and at the moment, I have a lot of questions coming to my mind. And I'm curious. I have an experiment for you to try. You can try it if you want. I'll just tell you and you can either do it or not. But like right now, 
I would say, I want to really be connected with you. And the way we do this is we all say a new word that nobody else has ever said in the universe. And the new word is Slyvigulak. Let's all say it together. And, and using words to bring you together, saying a new thing that was never said before, and then start there, something like that. You don't have to do it. It was just an idea. Mm. Okay, I think. Ah, I don't, I don't have it in the moment. I don't have it in myself yet, so I can't build the bridge. So I'm trying to sense into what it is that I want to build the bridge to, so. But, and that's fine. That's fine. Be on the bridge then. Be on the bridge with us. Or the edge. Or the, yeah. Bring us to that edge. Yeah, so. Mm. Don't start with so. Another word. <laughs> I really want to know no, I don't want to know. I want to, I, I want to be connected with you about Sorry, the thing Eva. that you are. So the, I want to bring, mix it in the future. Just make it happen. It, it could help to talk. Mm. I am blocked to mm. connect with you because I am blocked right now. Yeah. I can sense that there's this beautiful thing we can share. And at the moment, what I'm what I'm noticing is that this this stream of questions coming through my mind, and I don't want to be connected to you of the the mind, but I want to be connected. I want to, yeah. I'm. Ah, I'm blocked because these two guys are here, and I'm blocked because. Um, you know what I want? I want Gabriella's and Jaina Payne to go away. I want her to be feel no pain. I want her heart to be warm and flowing and connected because I miss her. When she's in pain, she can't really be with me. And I want, I think each of us have pain. I think each of us have some kind of pain. And I want to just give it, give it to the space. Eva, it's your I turn. have this I have this pain that I have this pain that I every human being I see I can sense that they're somehow wildly in love with Gaia and it's not really coming through mm. and it's not really taking this huge part of their life that it could and um, and bring it here. Yeah. Bring it so, here. Yeah, yeah. 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 So what? What is? What are you wildly in love with Gaia about? What is it that you that you love? Okay. A, a, a thing, Eva, is that's a. It's a great uh, discovery space. And if you ask a question, then they're speaking, and you're not practicing. So ask it in a way that. God, when I ask myself, when I finally get into contact with that love of Gaia, this is what, this is what comes out. And then you're speaking. And let us go on that bridge with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought, ah. And you can make this. So I should be speaking all the time. I got that this, we are creating a space where we're interacting you. and. You are, most, go. Yeah. So go, they're go. listening, they're only listening. No, they go with you. Okay, okay. 
Yeah. Connection. And and just be in this moment. And I like this. I I like this moment so much that I don't want to give up this moment. Not understanding anything and sadness coming up now about uh, being just being just being in a room and in a space with a woman in clarity having a stand for each other and not knowing what is the next step because it's not it's not important to know so if to for some coaching or invitation Birgit it felt to me like you're it's more about you it's kind of focused on your experience or what you're noticing but I did not feel included or brought to you. I did not feel a bridge. Like you can build out a bridge where I can come to that place where you are or to this extraordinary space together. But it's not, try to make it not about you, but about us, or, include us. Or if you were talking about you know, a woman's space, it seems like you were talking about a woman's space is, is what, you know, bring them into that woman's space. And then they will have completely different experience than you. But if you, make the space about your experience then they can have their own experience yeah, cannot. and so it's like it's okay any francis sylvia anything from you yeah it was it was different now to the, the to the first time um the the i i felt some connection but it was very thin it was not really the full, full life connection. So very thin bridge. Mm. Uh, Sylvia, do you have also invitations and coaching for what she could share? Try. You should try, yeah. Yeah, to, to trust, to trust the, the silent moments inside, inside you. I feel there's a, a power and to trust them and really to to let emerge what want to emerge from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my feedback for you is rely radically on you. In the first time, you, you did that more than the second time. And you were, I felt in my heart, you, you were here. You, there is a, 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 a quality of presence. Uh, and I, I find the difference between the first, in, in terms of holding. So that I, as a woman, as a, as a sorceress, as a healer, can come out. I need you, mages, to be in your full power and to show up and 
go out of your hide and seek play and really go and take over your you, you, the, the skills you know you have, know that the skills, the qualities you know you have and go with your manliness, being a man and don't try to pretend you are a woman and don't, don't make it like the women's are, women are doing. Do it, do it as you need to do it. And I, then I, I, as a woman sorceress, can relax because you, I can rely in you. I can rely in your space holding and in your power and in your taking a stand for your powers. And being a true protector, a protector of space, a protector of women, a protector of, 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 of a, a space where people can transform. Yeah. Maybe it's not right, Matt. Um, yeah, could be a um, that could be a perfect moment for a, a possibility or a challenge because you open such a clear space and and you can say, look, I'm not a man. I don't know how this would go, but what if you tried this, something like that? So they can have a little trampoline. So for Dan, the experiment would be the thing which was going on before. So slowing down this outer speed of your life and making a 180 degrees turn to go and to look what's there. When you slow down with your speed, what's there? And this is the real. And for Martin, I've got the experiment to, it's also about being real. It's about leaving the fantasy world of the word. Uh, what would it look like if he did that? How would he do it? It's not about declaring to do something. It's about real action. <clears throat> it's not about proposing or something, not about words. It's about handling, go out, do the things now, today, tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, this was this painting, creating, building an extraordinary space using mimetic speaking, meaning using clarity and distinction. I mean, as well as a being-to-being -being connection, really, as well as the, it, that's, the being-to-being -being connection is needed for to create a space with other people. But the practice was the skill of the mimetic. So we just got five, we have five more minutes today. Any discoveries? So the, in, the invitation is to notice in your day-to-day -day life when other people are using their mimetic powers to invoke ordinary when they're creating about the news about the covid about their work about their being sick whatever and you then stepping in grabbing the space with your mimetic power and just build it right over to something extraordinary it's going non-linear it's going unreasonable and build it out try to be noticing 
so that you don't have to get sucked into ordinary if you do or, not want to. Or fight. Yeah. You don't, don't have to. So it's oh you say yes and and then you and then you start. And just just live in this in the extraordinary possibilities that a human beings represent in your life. Like each one of them is a doorway to these or extraordinary and archetypal possibilities, and then speak to it, you know, build bridges to it. Okay, other people. Other people. I noticed that I have in the mimetic speaking that I have this, or I had this idea of that there's at least a right or wrong because I give a person a distinction and then it has to be this way. And this completely cut off, cut off, I'd say the, just the power of the distinction that I actually have in myself and to speak from there. And that's what I'm rediscovering. And I'm glad to go with that into the week. Cool. Marcus, what you just said works exactly with radical simplicity of your inner structure. So when notice when you're in spaces or in there's, there's conflicts or there's possibilities and your inner structure comes up and it co makes it complex or it makes it disempowered or it makes it some tangled up way. And then go for what you just said is go for go for just the, the let the part that's complex or the part that's that's not simple. Let it idle. It's like let it let it put let it on the side. It does its thing. You don't have to stop it. Just don't engage it. Like let, just move it out of the way and stick with this real simple stuff. Yes, no. You, me, this, that. You know, level of radical responsibility. And let the all the let the all the entangled part go by. You don't have to stop it. You don't have to destroy it. Just let it go by, and you stay right with the people and right with the space. Try that. Mm -hmm. Experiments like that. Thank you. Thank you. I've noticed that I had the tendency to look away, and then bring distinctions and when I got feedback to be connected with eyes, with the people, I had to immediately slow down and bring my fear up. And uh, then something shifted. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I noticed that actually while I was speaking and connected to, to these two, that, that the the space got clearer in myself and I was a bit mm -hmm. blocked by, okay, I have this thing, this mimetic thing in my head and then I want to build a bridge, but actually it was in this connected space that it was somehow creating itself. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thank yeah, you. thank you. I mean, this is what we were talking. I don't know when we were talking, but it's about, like this is it the, the work talks the emotional healing process the spaces you don't know you don't know where you're going but the space knows and then mm -hmm. and then you you and then basically your job as a space holder and as a mage is to let the space speak through you and build that bridge yeah and so then then you can I just want to then then most of your work will be about the, you actually on the discovery journey with the people as you're going along in the the what the, the reason why people quote unquote pay you or come to you is because you can navigate that discovery without knowing and they can't they cannot they cannot 
yeah patient yeah what i notice is that when i feel uh, an income that i don't have a previous contacts i go intellectual for the 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 responses and i felt feeling that because i didn't have previous contacts on sofia magdalene and johanna but on the on my daily daily basis they're so full of bullshit contacts and then I, I don't want to stay here and then I shift it I'm doing it every day and then I noticed today that when I receive an income I go to intellectual and this is a block and and fortunately this block doesn't happen on daily daily basis because I have contacts that I want to shift so I'm noticing that cool thank you thank you Okay, that's it for today. I know what, somebody has one last word. What, some one person, somebody was gonna say something. Yes, I was gonna say something. I, I noticed how how I give my, like how I give a lot of spaces to my gremlin in everyday life and how in delivering context i feel like i need to give something to people and yeah i feel i feel that i feel sad of having had this meme basically and stopping me from being actually with people thank you thank you that's a great way for an emotional healing process kian i need to give something to people yeah Thank you all for being here and thank you all for, I can't believe this is two and a half hours. Yeah. I cannot believe it. Okay, I, I really enjoyed being with you guys. So have a great week and, and stay in touch with the group. And Watch the movies, go to the EHP yeah. dojos. Yeah. yeah, have a great time. Yes. Thank you. Thank, thank you all. You. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.